0: Hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening and being here today. I want to say if you've been listening on this podcast for any time, you know I am a huge proponent of decluttering, simplifying, finding what works. In fact, episode number, I think it was one and two of this podcast were all about decluttering. And today I am super thrilled because I have my friend Heather Amada who is a health and wellness coach who helps women lose weight in a really simple way and actually, you know what? That's not exactly right. What I want to say is that she does so much more than talk (laughs) about weight loss. So, I would like to just let Heather tell you in her own words what she's up to. You're going to love this interview today. Thanks for being here. You're listening to the Fittest Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Kelly Howard. I've been in the fitness and outdoor adventure space for almost two decades. Today, I'm known as the Motivation and Adventure Coach. I help smart, successful women and a few guys navigate the space between mindset, motivation, and movement to move away from self-doubt and to learn to embrace their inner athlete. You already know what you want to do, and I bet you have a pretty good idea what you need to do. Together, we can fine-tune the details and create the steps you need to get moving forward. Think of me as your shortcut to a life of fitness, fun, and freedom. I'm so glad you're here. Heather, thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? Oh, I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. So, all right, I've left everybody hanging there. Um, tell everybody what you do, why you do it, what you're up to, all the fun stuff. Okay, so I spent 20 years in corporate America,
1: and I, I enjoyed my job, but it was not very fulfilling. The work was meaningful, but not really meaningful to me. And so I decided to pivot and I made a really, really big change because that corporate, that corporate life was kind of like clutter to me. And I realized I had too much clutter in my life. So I pivoted and I became a health and wellness coach. I decided that I wanted to help women lose weight by releasing their mental, emotional, and physical clutter. And when we adjust that kind of weight, this is weight in the head, the heart, in the home, life becomes so much lighter. So that's what I do today. Yes, that's what I do. I left corporate. That was clutter for me. Even though I did it for a long time, it really was clutter. And now today I get to spend my days with women working through the highs and the lows that come when we look at how we feel about ourselves and our bodies and and how
0: how we show up. Okay. Okay. Well, that is actually brilliant. Brilliant. And You know, I I always say that if it's not fun, it's not sustainable. And you have something that you say that's very much along those lines. So how does that work?
1: Well, I agree. If it's not fun, it's not sustainable. And I think so much of the weight loss industry is really rooted in restriction and diet and deprivation and shame and and well, it's working because there's billions and billions, right, in that approach. But the problem is that when we try these diets, they're not sustainable, they're not fun, and so we don't lose the weight, and then we blame ourselves instead of the methodology. And this methodology is kind of messed up if you ask me. I the only way we can lose weight in life is, is by living the way we want to live, right? That's the only way it's sustainable. And so for me, I have a weight story. I, I gained some weight in my late teens and um, in my 20s. I actually had a coach tell me in high school that I needed to drop some weight before the next season. And I will say, Kelly, I was a little bit mortified, but I was mortified because he was right. If he wasn't right, then it wouldn't have hurt. But because he was right, I knew I had gained all this weight. I knew it didn't feel good. I I was mortified. I was embarrassed. I ended up intermittent fasting before that was really a thing um, or a name. Uh, It was over the summer. I wasn't hungry in the morning. I went to swim team practice instead, ate later. The weight fell off really easily because I was having fun. I was swimming and I was going to softball practice. And I had a paper route at the time. I was delivering the paper. I wasn't trying to count calories. I wasn't weighing food. I wasn't counting points. I wasn't doing any of that. I was just living and having fun fun. Okay, so, wait a
0: second though. I have to ask you. Now, yeah. we're talking about a fairly young person, right? Yes. And isn't was, that easier to lose weight when you're l- younger? than Oh my is? gosh.
1: Well, here, let me tell you this. My mom is <laughs> 78 years old. And my mom has never been in better health than she is right now. So you're right. I was 16, 17 at the time. Right. and And that was the time when my body said it could not tolerate gluten anymore. I didn't know that though. I didn't know that my body was trying to tell me that with the excess weight. And I thought I was eating just the way everybody else was eating, but my body was saying, oh no, no, not anymore. And so... For me, the weight did fall off kind of easily, but I gained weight again in my 20s and then I lost it. And now it's pretty easy for me to maintain where I am. But I will say, if my 78-year-old mom can get into the best, best shape of her life right now, so she's out walking in the woods and she's doing a little jogging and I challenged her to some somersaults and she did two somersaults the other day and I said, I don't believe you. So I had my dad film it so I could see it. <laughs> And she is doing somersaults. So is it easier to lose weight when we're younger? Maybe. But you know what? Let's not use that as an excuse. Let's not use that as a reason to not start living our best, happiest life. And maybe we don't have weight to lose and that's okay. Maybe it's actually mental and um, emotional weight that we need to lose. Maybe it's not the physical, (laughs) right? Right. if If we do then that's there are so many excuses that we hide behind and I know it because I hid behind them all and uh, and you
0: know what let's just let's remove those excuses they're not doing us any good okay i have a question it has been my observation at times that people who maybe they had gained weight um, maybe substantial amounts of weight and then when they and they're in a relationship that isn't fulfilling to them Mm. and then they separate, and they suddenly lose the weight. And I've always joked they lost the weight because they lost the other person. (laughs) But it kind of feels to me like um, for most of them, it wasn't that they went into this purposely by, gosh, I'm going to lose the weight, but that it just comes off. So is that emotional weight? Oh, I think so. Probably and mental as well.
1: It's so interesting when we're with somebody else, we um, tend to be influenced by the others. And so if we're with a partner who loves to eat a lot, we'll probably start to eat more and more and more. If we're somebody that's really focused on fitness and getting out and exercising, we might actually tend to go out go out and exercise some more too. So there's definitely that influence of um, the partner and, and what they're bringing to the table. And it can be really positive or it can be negative. If, if your partner decides to start smoking and you don't have a really good reason to not smoke, I mean, I think that there are a million, but frankly, if you have, right. you
0: know, if you don't really kind Maybe of buy into that. Do it, and it doesn't matter now, yep. Exactly, yeah, so you, okay. you can fall yeah. back into that. Yeah, I really understand that. So tell us this, like you, you talk about decluttering in the head, the heart, and the home. Tell us how that all works. Yes.
1: Yes. Okay. So we can start off with physical clutter. So this is, you walk into your house and immediately it either feels heavy or light. And there's not an exact number of things you should have because everybody's different. And I'll bring my mom back in. My mom loves variety. And so she wants to rotate things because she she likes variety and she has that need. My dad is a total minimalist on the other hand. He would be happy if there was nothing on the wall or nothing. I mean, just give him a couch and, and a table and he's fine. And so, because we're all different, there's not a set perfect number. But if you walk into the house, if it feels heavy to you, that is gonna impact your well-being. That is going to impact your stress. So they have done studies, they've done research where they've taken saliva samples to measure cortisol, the stress, the stress hormone. In families. And what was really fascinating is that women who would describe their homes as kind of messy and disheveled without any judgment had higher levels of the stress hormone than women who described their homes as peaceful and calm. So there's this physiological response when we see a lot of clutter. Now, it doesn't impact everybody universally. So if you live in a home and you really don't have ownership of how the home looks, you don't take that on, you probably won't care as much and your cortisol probably won't be as as impacted as much. So that's number 1. That's the that's the physical clutter in the house. Sometimes people will ask me, "Well, how do you know if it's heavy or how do you know if you have an uncomfortable amount of stuff?" And so I would say, "Well, say for example, you're using your shower to hang your clothes." Because you don't have enough room in your closet. Well, then you probably have an uncomfortable amount of stuff. If you can't use the the shower the way it's intended to be used, then there's probably a little too much. Or maybe you have a dining room table. And one of your goals is to sit down to dinner every night with your family. Or even sit down on your own. But the table is being used as a catch-me-all. And it's got all kinds of things on top of it. And you can't use the table the way it's intended to be used probably a little too much stuff. So mm. that's the physical that's clutter. That can I
0: hadn't thought about that before. So yeah. if what you have can't really be intended to be used for what it's supposed to be, then you might just have a little too much.
1: Right, right. And sometimes there are so many reasons why we have what we have. So um, on average, here in the United States, we have on average 300,000 items from ironing boards and paper clips to clothing to, I mean, it is a lot. Now that's not person uh, per household. Now that's, that's actually not even the total problem. What the problem is, is that there is this equation that's out of balance. We have so much coming in. So Amazon is driving up and down every day. We have so much coming in, but we don't have very much going out. And so we collect, collect, collect our homes get heavier, heavier and heavier. And I will tell you I walk into a heavy home, and do you know what I want to do? Run? No! <laughs> oh, well, I want to run into the kitchen, grab a bag of chips, and sit on the couch and watch TV. Ah, uh, yeah. If I walk into a home that is clean and spacious and peaceful, I'm putting on my running shoes or my walking shoes, grabbing my dog Lulu, and we are going out for a walk.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's- And you feel peaceful. Yes, yeah. yes.
1: So yeah. that's, that's the physical clutter for you, the clutter in our home. Now, we can also think about our bodies as our homes as well. And so the way I look at clutter in that sense is is ingredients that you can't pronounce. Um, lots of chemicals, lots of, lots of um, food dyes, and things that we tend to have reactions to. I think that's cluttering up our body, and we're not able to really operate the way that we want to. So have as much energy... Or alertness as
0: we'd like to have. So that, that's some more clear. I love that. Like the whole idea of my body is my home, of course. And then, like, I wouldn't have a bunch of junk laying around in my house. So I, would I allow junk laying around in my body? Exactly. Body? Exactly. Yeah. Why would you? Now, occasionally have a splurge.
1: Like, I love cookies. I love cake. But I'll tell you, my youngest son's birthday is on Halloween. He goes trick or treating. I actually make a delicious cake for him. It's grain-free. We don't eat grains in our house because grain in our bodies is clutter. Not in other people's bodies, but in our body- bodies, mm-hmm. we have adverse reactions. So I make a delicious, delicious chocolate cake with ice or icing and blueberries and so good. My kids go trick-or-treating. They come home. They, they, it's, this is their rule. They keep 10 pieces of candy and then they give the rest of it to the older kids who come trick or treating later. And we just get rid of it right away, except for the 10 pieces they keep. They, they eat their 10 pieces. I eat chocolate cake. Wow. (laughs) I do splurge. I just make sure that the foods that I'm splurging with are not going to clutter up my body and cause me harm. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. And then what about
1: the head? Yeah, okay, so clutter in the head. Oh, these are all these thoughts. that we have, right? <laughs> right. We have so many thoughts. And a lot of those thoughts are repeats of yesterday thoughts. And, and a lot of those are negative. And so those are thoughts of, oh, I should be doing this or I shouldn't be doing that. And one of my friends says all the time, Heather, we keep shoulding all over ourselves. We need to stop. And I love that statement. Yeah. Right. So it's the shoulds. It's the the thoughts that I can fit more in my calendar. No, no, that's clutter on your calendar. We all need time for peace and white space and just time to pause and stop. Stop doing so much and and start being because we're human beings, but we forget that.
0: It's funny. In fact, about two years ago, I guess, one of my goals for the year was to have more white space on my calendar. I I wanted, because my calendar was a little crazy and I still keep a calendar on the wall. And I was sitting, I was actually meditating just recently, and I looked up and I thought, oh, I have a whole lot of white space on my calendar due to what's going on in the world right now. Yes. <laughs> and it's okay, right? Oh, it's more than okay. Yeah, it, it just gives you that space to relax a little bit and raise your energy. And Yeah. So, so when someone comes to you and they say, I want to lose weight, what do you say? How do you walk them through this? Like, do you say, do you really want to lose weight? Why do you want to lose weight? Where's well, the weight in your life? Yeah, first I want to know what kind of weight they want to lose.
1: Oh. Like, what, what kind of weight are we talking about? And, and why is this weight with you right now? What were you hungry for originally that, that was missing in your life? Because there's a story. And so if we can't get to the root of that story, then anything we try and do is going to be superficial. And so it's, there's, there's not a magic pill to take, or it's, I know some people are big fans of counting calories and weighing foods. And, and if you like doing that, that's great. If it works for you, if it's adding lightness to your life, for me, every time I tried to count calories, oh my gosh, I like stopped before I even got started because I didn't want to get, I felt like I was going to personally get trapped into that. And I didn't want it to become part of my identity. I didn't, and I didn't want to fail, and I, feel, I, I, I personally felt like counting all those calories, like really, is that what I was going to be thinking about all day long? And, and we know that food, that, that, what we know is that all calories are not created equal. So if you eat a hundred calories of celery and a hundred calories of a stinkers bar, you're going to feel dramatically different 10 minutes after consumption. And so because food is not just calories, because it's information and, and in our bodies, the right, right calories are medicine. Uh, I just, I thought I couldn't go down that route. And when I say medicine, I, I like to pair, for example, turmeric with black pepper. If you pair the black pepper with the turmeric, the turmeric's anti-inflammatory, anti-inflammatory capabilities are dramatically increased. And so to me, it's like, oh no, no, food is so much more than calories. So, so when somebody comes to me, we talk about, okay, well, really, what, what kind of weight are we talking about? Why do we think the weight is here? Is it mental weight, physical weight, emotional weight? Is it kind of a combination of all three? Usually it is. There's, there's, there's all of it. Sometimes there's some spiritual weight thrown in as well. And so we, we talk about that. And then we talk about something called FOMO and JOMO.
0: <laughs>
1: you know FOMO, right? of course, fear fear of missing out. So JOMO is the joy of missing out. And I really believe that if you are trying trying to change your food protocol and you're doing it through a lens of restriction, or you feel it's through a lens of restriction, you're going to have FOMO and it's not going to be sustainable. However, if you can create a food protocol that you really like, that is full of nutrient dense foods and delicious foods and splurges, and it looks, when you look at it, it makes you happy and it feels light. And then there's a, what I always have people do is create a Jomo column. And these are the foods that we're gonna stay away from for a while, not forever. We're just gonna experiment and collect some data. And the, the shift is tremendous. Because when we can embrace that JOMO, that idea of, okay, you know what? I'm not going to eat those things, but not forever. But look at all the things I am going to eat. And oh my gosh, there's blueberries and cherries and and chocolate cake. And there's all these amazing things. That other category doesn't seem like such a big deal. And it can give us enough time to experiment to see if any of those foods
0: were what was causing most of the physical weight. So, okay, let me make sure I'm super clear here. So my FOMO category is going to be potato chips or chips and queso or, I don't know, those kinds of things. Ice cream, if that's my thing. Um, And then my JOMO category is going to be my salads and my fruits and the things that I love. It's actually the opposite. Okay, it's going to be the opposite. Okay. Yes. So basically,
1: I have people create. There's a couple columns here. But in the... In in the list of, um, the first couple lists, you've got whole foods that you love and foods that, you know, don't give you any symptoms. And then your favorite processed, convenient, healthy-ish type foods as well. So make a big list of those. And then we create a JOMO list. And in that, those are the things that you typically would have FOMO for. So typically that's the, the things that you, um, you really want to stay away from because you know they're not doing you any good. And so for me, in my Jomo list, I have gluten and grains. Um, I have nightshades. Tomatoes will just knock me out. Um, I love tomatoes, but I'm not. there's not a chance I'm going to eat them because I know what they do to me. So that's what I have in my, my Jomo list. It's not a huge list. But then in the other list, I, I do have cake in there. I do have... Uh, some fruit that is high glycemic. I, it, it's okay. It's okay because what's more important is that I stay away from the other things that are causing me real, true bodily harm.
0: Okay. Those okay. are my
1: splurge foods. Those end up being my splurges. Maybe I don't have them every day, the cake and the, the, the bananas and things like that, but I'm not saying they're out of my diet
0: in any means uh, Okay. So it's not all my foods. It's just the, the splurges. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Exactly.
1: So we, we had talked about clutter in the home, clutter in the head. And so clutter in the heart. Uh, these are really emotions that keep us trapped in our current reality. Now, it's not clutter if you like your current reality, then, then we're good. We're great. And there might be components that you really like, but there might be some areas that you'd really like to address to live a lighter life. And so our emotional heaviness comes from those thoughts that we're thinking, not only about the schedule or the calendar that's too busy, but about maybe I'm not worthy. Maybe when I was five, a family member said, Oh my goodness she 's so fat! we should send her back. I mean, there are horrible things that are said right. by other people
0: <laughs> and to they think it 's funny and we and it sticks in our head like nobody 's business
1: <laughs> and it sticks with us for decades and decades, and so that emotional heaviness that we have from that thought that oh my gosh, they might be right, and maybe i 'm not worthy, or we have the continuum of worthiness where i 'm not enough for some, and then at the other end i 'm too much, my energy is too much i 'm too loud. And, um, and that can create some emotional heaviness as well. And so when we back up and we like go back to our thoughts, okay, what is the thought that's causing that emotional heaviness? Then we're able to start to shift and start to create some emotional lightness in our life. Wow. Okay, Heather, you have
0: something very, very cool coming up. And so tell us about the summit that you have created because Uh, you've got some awesome people on there.
1: I do. I'm, I'm really excited myself. So I am going to be hosting the Life Cleanse Summit. And this summit is all about living on the light side of life. So light as opposed to heaviness. This has been a very heavy year. We've got the pandemic. Mm. We have racial issues. We've got so much going on. We've got kids maybe going back to school, maybe not going back to school. There are a lot of question marks. And these questions can lead, lead us to feeling really heavy. And so I have brought together a really powerful group of people, doctors, coaches, professors, and we are all talking about how to live a lighter life, what goes into that. So we've got people talking about nutrition, relationships, we have people talking about physical decluttering and of course mental emotional self it's it's going to be a really powerful powerful event and i'm so excited because you are one of the speakers
0: on this event so <laughs> thank this you. Is, yeah i was super i was very very honored to be invited thank you
1: well of course because your message is also so transformative and so motivation and adventure like that's that is the key to living a lighter life right there so, we will be doing, we will be um, airing this event September 9th through 13th, and it's a free event. It's online, you can watch it from home. And I really, I really believe that we have designed it in such a way that there will be so many pearls of wisdom, ideas, inspiration, tools that are, sh- that are shared so that life can truly, truly feel lighter from a mental, emotional, physical, and <laughs> spiritual standpoint.
0: Nice, and and you're right. This is this is the perfect year for this one, uh, and we will have that in the show notes. We'll have a link in the show notes. I have a link to your website in the show notes also. But go ahead and tell everybody where they can find out about you. And then I want I have a couple more questions for you, so you can't run off yet. Okay, so um, my website is
1: rootofwellbeing.com. So the whole goal is get to the root of your well-being through adventure, through happiness, through food, through whatever it is, and life will be lighter. So I'm um, on Facebook and Instagram. It's the same root of
0: well-being, and that's where people can find me. I love that, the root of well-being, or just root of well-being. So tell me, um, there's one thing that you'd like to share with people before you wrap up today. What would that be?
1: Oh, find your white space. Find your white space. We are all worthy of slowing down. I know life can be fast, and I know I talk fast, <laughs> but, but slow down. We, um, I know there's, there's that go, go, go mentality that we have, and many of us are addicted to busy. And Part of that is that if we're busy, then, then we don't have to think about why life feels heavy. We don't have to think about what is truly weighing us down from that physical, mental, and emotional standpoint. But if we can slow down, if we can give ourselves the gift of white space, we will... The, the discoveries are amazing. It's magical time. And that white space, it's, it's that quiet stillness between all of the busyness. And so for me, there are two ways that I like to do it. I, in the wintertime, I get up before anybody else wakes up and I sit on the couch, usually 5, 5.30 in the morning. And while my tea kettle is heating up, I sit on the couch with nothing, not with a journal, not with a book, not looking at my phone. I just sit for about 15 minutes and it is powerful time. And then in the spring and the summer and the fall, I like to get my white space outside. So I get up in the morning, go outside, watch the sunrise come up and I just sit and enjoy that.
0: Nice. Nice. And you're a big uh, mountain biker, aren't you? Yes, I love mountain biking. So is that another place you find white space or is that a different kind of relaxation for you?
1: You know, it, so uh, my, my boys are eight and 10 and they're mountain bikers as well. And so is my husband. So if the four of us are going, I'm really present and it's really family bonding. My heart feels like it's going to burst because we're all doing it together. And I'm seeing themselves challenge, challenge themselves and it's, it's just fun. So when I'm with the family, it's a little different. When I'm by myself and I'm on a trail that I really know well, it's so meditative and it's just so peaceful and quiet, and if nobody else is out on the trail and it's just me. It is so energizing and fulfilling, and yes, like that is that is absolutely some of my some of my most precious white space.
0: You actually just gave me chill bones <laughs> because I know exactly what you mean. I got to do that last week and I was just like, oh. being on a trail by yourself and yeah yep yep you nailed it for me it's so, a gift it is a gift it is a gift and I love the idea of people finding the white space like whatever it is because it is different for all of us and obviously you know it can be a a quiet meditative time or it can be you know a raucous I'm gonna go hit a trail and you know play big yes. so, yeah yeah well thank you so much for being here I truly 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 appreciate it. Um, I'm excited about the summit. I'll make sure that everybody has a link to the summit and they know all about it. If you're not on the email list, you should drop by Fit Is Freedom. Get on the email list so we can send you the summit invite. And thank you so much for being here. I truly ah, appreciate it. Thank you for having
1: me. I love what you're doing and I love your message as well. So important. Ah,
0: sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. I truly appreciate you being here. If you're ready to make a change in your fitness, to transform, or even to deep dive into what you need to be doing to get ready for your next dream adventure, I'd love to talk. I have space on my calendar for a few one on one clients, and I have a very special offer only for my podcast listeners. Go to fitisfreedom.com forward slash ready for details. If you're ready to take action on your dreams, I would truly love to work with you. Once again, that URL is fitisfreedom.com forward slash ready. I can't wait to connect and I'll see you on the next episode. Have a wonderful, wonderful week and bye for now. See you.